acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, As you know, my name's Ben, and I hang out with our very own Scott Benjamin, the auto editor of HowStuffWorks.com. Howdy-do, Ben. Howdy-do, indeed. (laughs) You say that so innocently. yeah. But I have a feeling you're a man with a past. What? Perhaps a checkered one. What do you mean? Uh, you know, you said you've dropped a few clues that I've picked up in, in the context of our conversations here. Yeah. Uh, that let me think maybe the Scott Benjamin we know today is not the, the Scott Benjamin pre-How Stuff Works. Interesting. What do you mean exactly? Well, you know, first off, I want to make it very clear that there are a lot of people listening to us, Scott. So if anything happens to me after this conversation, <laughs> they know, uh, they know, they, who they know what the they know what to do. Jerry is recording this, mm-hmm. so this is evidence. But uh, it, it just struck me, and I don't want to delve into this. Your business is your own. Uh-huh. Um, I just wanted to ask you if you've ever been involved in a car chase. Definitely not. No way. There's no chance I would ever get involved in anything like that. Seriously, no, I don't think I don't think you know. I'm trying to put myself in any kind of situation right now in my head, just trying to think of what what I'd be running from. But I, I don't think I don't think I would ever, you know, try to leave a scene of an accident or mm-hmm. or if uh, I was being pulled over for speeding or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would ever try to run. And you wouldn't try to chase anyone either. No, I definitely would I would, not. I would hope. No. Okay. Oh no, no, no. That's not. Uh, that's that's dangerous. Yeah, you want to know something crazy? It, okay. Okay. have it. Yeah. Were you about to ask me? I, I was going to say, what is it? Yeah. I have. I, I was in high school involved in a car chase. Really? Not oh, with police. Not with police. Oh, not with police. Oh, yeah, no, sure. no, no, um, no. With a. Uh, I was. Let's see. I think it was a sophomore, and the person chasing me, and my friends, was a senior. Oh, you were being chased. Well, I was being chased. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, that I, sounds dangerous. What's going on? Um, you or know, do you do you care to expand I on that? Probably shouldn't get into the details. Um, you know, looking back, it seems like it was it seemed it was scary at the time, and it seems funny now looking back. But again, 
the only reason it seems funny is because it was a long time ago and everybody happened to get out without getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one of the things that uh, most chases um, probably probably run a risk of is, is injuring someone severely. Definitely. You know, and so as, as we could probably guess, you know, um, we're going to talk about car chases, yeah. police chases. Police chases, and you're right that, you know, a lot of times – it's not just the people involved in the chase either. A lot of times it's uh, the bystanders that get injured in a police chase. Oh, and yeah. and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, police agencies are really cracking down on, um, well, I guess cracking down on themselves. They're saying mm-hmm. you know, they're restricting uh, when they're allowed to chase, um, sure. which may be shocking because you see them on television all the time. You you know, you see these programs like uh, you know the world's wildest police chases, mm-hmm. whatever. It seems like it happens a lot, but um, in reality it doesn't happen as often as you may think. Right, and, you know, of course, it can be glamorized a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a police chase doesn't have to be miles long and go over, um, you know, through a golf course and mm-hmm. into botanical gardens or anything sure. like that. It it can be just, you know, pretty simple, straightforward on side streets, you know, just a couple blocks and then someone gives up or crashes or whatever. That's sure. usually the case. They usually crash. Um the other cases, you know, on the highway, it may last just a brief a brief bit of time, and then the person realizes, hey, I'm not get, I'm not going to do this, and they pull over, mm. or they're quickly taken out. You know, they're they're boxed in, they're uh, they're forced over to the side, whatever. Something happens, but mm. um, not every chase is you know, 30 minutes long and you know televised. Right, few and far between. Yeah, uh, and so I guess we can start off um, when we say this. What it's what we mean when we say a police chase. And, of course, we think this is probably obvious, but just mm-hmm. to set the stage, mm-hmm. um, it, a police chase is what what we mean by that is when a law enforcement vehicle is pursuing another vehicle and that vehicle uh, that's being pursued, they know the police are after them, but they, they keep going. We're not talking about those those poor, unfortunate people who somehow don't notice. No, oh, I've seen that before, too. Um, just kind of oblivious behind the wheel, and they just keep driving, and mm. you see the police, they've got the lights on, they, they've had the lights on for some time, but they're right. just, whatever reason, they're not looking in the mirror, sure. they don't hear the siren, maybe they had the radio up too loud, whatever, but they're not trying they're intentionally not trying to, to, to they're not trying to evade the police, and, and that's the difference here. We're talking about people that are intentionally trying to evade the police, yep. and terribly dangerous, and this is a bad idea. This is a really bad idea. Yeah, really bad. You know, Scott, I've got some. Uh, I've got a couple of famous car chases. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to hear? Yeah, famous. Sure, I'd love to hear them. Um, now, these these are both going to probably uh, be more familiar to our U.S. listeners. Um, but some, uh, what one of them definitely. Let's just get the cat out of the bag. One's definitely world famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would call uh, O.J. Simpson. Oh yes. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that one? Oh, I do. The slow speed chase. The slow speed yeah, chase. Yeah, that's right. Uh, June 17th, 1994. What was going on there? 1994. Really? That was that long ago. We're getting old. Wow. Okay. I remember the white Bronco, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. White Bronco. The infamous white Bronco. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was charged in this chase. Uh, and it was low speed. It was it was televised. Um and it was very, very different from most of the chases that that have happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got one that's uh, also in California that's going to blow your mind, my friend. All it's right. crazy. Let me have it. Let me paint a picture for you, Scott. <laughs> 
17 May 1995, uh, Sean Nelson is living in California, and his life is not going too well, and he's had some problems, um, and on this day, he decides to steal uh, a vehicle and goes on a 23-minute televised chase where he's pursued by multiple officers, uh, and eventually... Unfortunately, he does he does die, and they're capturing the vehicle. Here's the catch: the reason I'm saying vehicle and not car is because he stole an M60 patent tank. Oh boy, oh boy! I I remember seeing this. You, but I didn't, you saw this? One? I, I you know what? I didn't remember the name, but I remember seeing this. Yes, I've I've seen footage of it. I, I didn't see it live. Fifty-seven tons that Whoa. thing weighs. Whoa, fifty-seven tons. Mm-hmm. And and that. That one is uh, a, an example of how how strange, unpredictable, and dangerous these kind of chases can be. Because, uh, as we as we said in the beginning, police officers and police departments and, and law enforcement agencies really think carefully about the collateral damage that can happen, the risks mm-hmm. to the officers and uh, the perpetrators. Um, or the, I guess the people being pursued. Yeah, there can be se- some severe. In fact, you know what? I've got a couple of stats here from our article. If you if you want, yeah, real quick. definitely. Um, now these straight from the article, but according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, um, in 2001, so this is going back a few years, but um, in 2001, there were 365 deaths that resulted from police chase Jeez. in that one year, and of those 365, 140 of those people were just innocent bystanders. So these are people that are either in cars that, you know, just somehow became involved in this. They were crossing the intersection at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was pedestrians. Um, you know, just there's a whole host of things that can go wrong in a, during a police chase. Sure. Um, I mean, more wrong, I should say, in a police chase because something's already going wrong. Oh, yeah, that's a good um, point. So, you know, the, that's terrible statistics. And, mm-hmm. um, again, that's that's why they, they're so tight on these because, you know, for – this many deaths to happen in just one year's time that's that's one a day um 365 deaths a year um doesn't work out that way usually it's several at a time um but you know this is that's bad news so you know there's there's reason for them to cut back on this and they decide uh there's a lot of different factors they they look at you know when they determine if if a chase is worth it you know what's the person if the person's wanted for something mm-hmm. if um you know the weather conditions i would guess would would come into play mm-hmm. um you know the the danger aspect involved you know if the person is known to be armed and dangerous they just stole the car um you know what what they're up to i guess um sure. there's just there's so many factors like maybe um i think i even read that you know it, They'll they'll consider if it's you know the, the time when schools would be letting out you know that maybe they're they might come into a neighborhood where you know school children are getting off a bus mm-hmm. um, that'd be terribly tragic you know if that if that were to happen um, and then also how crowded the area is exactly if you're at a crowded mall area yeah. um, you know on a weekend or something or mm-hmm. you know during a weekday whatever um, it's just there's a, a ton of different factors that go into this and I think I read and I'm, I'm I'll double check this in, in a while sure. <laughs> after we're done. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, I thought I read that in Orlando, I think it's in Orlando, Florida, they've got real tight restrictions. And they said that they actually have to have somebody on the uh, on the radio that's not involved in the accident, or in the accident, in the chase, rather, mm-hmm. um, determining whether to continue the, the chase or not because the person that's not involved is a, a slightly, you know, s- slightly more level-headed at that moment than the person involved because you know they've got adrenaline going. They've, right. they've, they've got a, a, an interest in catching the person that just 
narrowly escape them. Um, mm. So they may continue the pursuit no matter what, even if it seems dangerous and it's a, it's a you know poor judgment on their part. Mm-hmm. It maybe. Um, but an outside person, you know, a third party, I guess, would would be able to you know make that call a little better for them. So they they keep somebody on the on the uh, radio at all times to tell them back it off, you know, or, or mm. yeah, go ahead and do this. And and you know, Scott, I think you said it best a couple of episodes earlier when you said people cannot outrun the radio. Yeah, that's right. That's another thing you got to remember is that. Um, you can't beat the technology, really. I mean, right. let's say you're on a highway and you know you you narrowly escape. They've already got your license plate number. They've got a sure. description of you. They know yeah. they know who you are, really. Yeah. Um, basically, right. um, you're not going to be able to outrun the radio. They're going to you know they're going to phone ahead or, or mm. um, radio ahead, have somebody block you off or um, you know seal in their their roads so that you can't get off. You know you're you're funneled into a certain direction sure. that they want you to go into. Um, you're just not going to get away from the radio. So no matter what you see on television or in the movies or what you hear, uh, I think that even, even though I'm not an expert, even though, mm-hmm. Scott, you're the expert, I think we can both guarantee that pulling over is going to result in more favorable uh, outcomes than, than trying to outrun. Because it's not every, Dukes of Hazard. You know this what? just every, doesn't happen. Every time. Every yeah. time. Because uh, if, you're, if you're running, you've, you and I have both seen this. The end of the, the chase when uh, – you know the uh, the suspect jumps out of the car and tries yeah. a last ditch effort to run away. Mm-mm. Ah, that's bad news. You see the uh, I mean, they're, you know, the police officers are all pumped up and on adre- mm-hmm. adrenaline and uh, doing whatever it takes to to take you down. And, oh yeah, um, it can be pretty bad. I mean, the the police officers at that time, it's understandable because they have just witnessed proof that this person doesn't really care about injuring bystanders. No, they don't so. care, so they're going to do whatever it takes to, to stop that person. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's usually bad news for the, uh, for the driver. What kind of stuff do police officers do when they're, when they're trying to stop a Oh, there's, there's a ton of different methods mm-hmm. they can employ. Um, actually, do you know any of these? Or uh, do you have I, anything in mind? Because I've got a, a whole list of things here. I don't want to... Oh, I've got, I've got a couple, too. What, you, uh, shall we do a list? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's see. What have you got for me? I'll, I'll start off. I didn't mean to surprise you with that. But. Oh, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. Not good. I, my adrenaline is, is racing. I'm going to chase down this list. Sure. Oh, gosh. What a terrible pun. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's all right. That's not even a pun. That's just bad. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the first things that police officers um, will do uh, pursuing a vehicle is to you know, come behind the vehicle, what's usually called trailing. Um, and we're getting a lot of this but from an excellent article by Mr. Steve Ashley. Um, trailing, you know, it's just following behind the vehicle mm-hmm. just so you can see the lights in case you can't hear it um, and letting other people know, letting dispatch know uh, where the vehicles are and what they're doing. And then if they're refusing to stop, then they get in a in a special thing called pursuit position, which is sort of offset behind the vehicle, hmm. so that oncoming traffic can see the sirens uh, in advance. Oh, I had no idea that was what they're doing. I, I've seen that position before mm-hmm. when they uh, they kind of uh, they flank the car, I guess. Right. Uh, from you know in the, in the on the back, and uh, I, I had no idea that was to alert people ahead ahead of the vehicle that they're coming. Well, that's one of the reasons, you oh, know, okay. because again, everything that police officers are doing in these situations is is really safety before it's it's more safety uh than it is actually you know 
nailing somebody down, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, sure. The police, they're very calculated about what they're doing. They're, uh, they're, it's very formulaic. They know right. exactly what step they're going to take yeah. next. And, we ha- and we'll get into that later and why they have to be that way. But okay. uh, there's also, you know, reduced interval is uh, the term for it, but we know it as tailgating. Oh. And when we do it, it it's usually a, a, an inconsiderate thing to do. And then, of course, you got the um, the spike strips that people use. Oh yeah, tire shredders, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, sometimes effective, sometimes not. You know, it yeah. depends on if they see them ahead of time and they swerve out of the way, or right. the person who's pulling the uh, the spike strips across they may miss. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It happens sometimes, but uh, I've seen that work both ways. Like it's either either you know very very effective, or um, sometimes they just can't seem to get it underneath the car. Right, and sometimes people will just keep driving. And, and if you know what we're talking, I mean, just so you yeah. know what we're talking about, it's a it's a um, a strip of of huge spikes that are meant simply to deflate all four tires on the car, or at least at least several of the tires on the on the mm-hmm. vehicle, and that will you know bring the speed down and allow the police to move in. Bring the speed down, knock the control yeah. way down. Yeah, and then I've also got the uh, let's see um, roadblocks, you know, which can which. Oh, yeah can be stationary or can can move mm-hmm. and uh then of course the last the last couple uh police uh, multiple cars boxing in mm-hmm. a violator and then actually making contact with the other vehicle uh which is one of the most dangerous and the very i i guess in my opinion the the most dangerous of all these tactics the use of firearms. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're strongly cautioned against that, I know. I mean, a lot of people will look at a chase and say, why don't they just shoot the tires out on that car and then, you know, end this right now? Because this is not Grand Theft Auto yeah, 3. <laughs> that's the problem because that yeah. bullet has to go somewhere. And if they miss the tire, mm-hmm. and, well, even if they do hit the tire, it can go somewhere else and strike somebody. And, you know, that's uh, that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's funny when, when you're talking about all this, I keep thinking of all these chases that I've seen where you're just thinking – what are they doing? They're just they're they're staying behind the vehicle. It's you know it goes from fast to slow. Mm-hmm. Even when it goes to slow, maybe they don't move in. And I think, well, why aren't they just ending this? Why aren't they taking care of it right now? Yeah. And they're they're you know reacting to whatever someone else is telling them to do. You know they would. It's also best judgment on their own part. But sure. in a case of like let's say in Orlando, Florida, where they've got somebody else telling them what to do, if they say we're in a crowded area, we're near a school, mm-hmm. um, you know. Just follow him. Just tail him. Make sure he doesn't get away. Don't make any moves because we don't know what this person is going to do. They may get out and begin firing a gun. Right. Uh, they may get out and they may run into school, the school and take hostages. Um, you just don't know what that person is going to do. So, um, you know, a lot of times you, you just have to be patient. They know what they're doing. They're, they're, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're waiting for the, the precise moment to take that person down. And that's, that's an excellent point. I, I guess one easy way for us to think of this is assuming that the person involved – uh, or being chased by law enforcement in a vehicle uh, has already obviously made some bad decisions in life. Yeah. Um, they probably are not acting in the most rational manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, to compensate for that, law enforcement has to act in a very, very rational manner. So they have to think every action through mm-hmm. three or four times and, and very quickly. Sure, and that uh, even that, that even that pit maneuver that they do, which you were talking about, where they they make contact with the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm sure people have seen this. It's actually it's called the uh, pursuit intervention tech pursuit intervention technique, and uh, that's where they kind of bump the rear quarter panel of the car, 
you know, whether on the highway, wherever they are, it could be in a neighborhood, slow speed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they use the front end of the police vehicle to kind of push the rear end of the other vehicle out and make it spin out in front of them. Uh, okay. Very calculated. Very. It's it's actually more difficult than it looks. It's not just as simple as bumping the car and that's it. Um, there's, you know, you have to brake at the exact right time. You have to, you know, push it with just the right force, mm-hmm. and you have to know what to do immediately afterwards. Uh, to to put an end to it, but it does. Uh, it's very effective, and it's called a pit maneuver. Um, that's P I T pit, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see that a lot in these chases, especially you know when you're on the highway and there's a lot of open room. But once they get the okay to do that, um, a lot of times that will end the pursuit. Um, that's an effective move, and like you said, there's there's a lot of things that they can do, like roadblocks, and mm-hmm. um, they have. Let, sometimes they'll have um, air based backup, you know, like uh, a helicopter. Oh yeah, that follows yeah. them. And uh, one of the coolest things I think is watching some of the uh, infrared or, or night vision camera stuff when they're mm. following somebody. Because then the uh, the police vehicles are they can back off maybe a little bit more than they normally would, sure. because the uh, the helicopter is not going to miss anything. Even at yeah. night, you know they uh, they've got these thermal imaging cameras that um, the person even if the person were to get out and run and hide under something, you know, in a in a bush in sure. a field wherever, they can guide the uh, the officers directly to that person. There's no getting away. There's, this is just, I don't know how many times I can say it, but it's just bad news to run from the police. You, sh- you should not do it ever. Yeah. You're not going to get away. I mean, even if they no. if they they know who you are, they're going to come find you at some point, you know, just after that. Um, or they'll see your vehicle again, or they'll see you again. Um, yeah. You're not going to get away. No, not from people who are paid to find you. No. And, and you know, there's there's a lot to be concerned about, especially for people involved in a, in a police chase all already this is something that law enforcement does not want to have to do it's it's very controversial mm-hmm. in in some states um we talked earlier about how carefully the police departments and law enforcement agencies have to think about their approach to these sorts of chases and uh interestingly enough scott i don't have the specifics here but there are uh, there are a couple of pieces of litigation concerning this. You know, does it violate someone's constitutional rights when they are pursued by police in a chase and mm. injured? Mm. Um, there was a, a court case, and I apologize for not having this, that very recently in 2007 was decided um, in favor of the police. Someone being pursued had their uh, back injured in this police chase. Mm. Um, and the court found in favor of the police because, of course, to us, this may seem, you know, not not being uh, in on all the details of the case. It may seem like common sense. You kind of signed up for the possibility of that. <laughs> yeah. When you became involved. Sure. It, you're running from the police. If you're injured while you're doing that, I don't see how the police could be held accountable for that. But, right. um, you know, it seems like the right, you know, the correct ruling was made to find in favor of the police in this case. Um, but I just I can't even imagine somebody arguing that point. Well, it's, you know, I, yeah. I, again, we, we don't have all of the details of the case mm. with us here, but there is a different, uh, a, a different approach here. Um, I believe it's called uh, Christie's Law, mm. which Christie's Law is named after uh, someone who uh, died during, as a result of a police chase and was an innocent bystander. Oh, okay. And basically, this law uh, in the state of California would reduce some of the, or limit some of the immunity that law enforcement agencies have in uh, cases where uh, their process for police pursuit is clearly written but not not practiced. 
Um, and one of the reasons this comes about is because of the statistics we mentioned earlier. So that's where this uh, this level-headed idea comes back into, into play is that um, you get somebody that's outside the situation who maybe can make a better decision than somebody who's involved in it and uh, has an emotional attachment to the situation that's happening right now in front of them. Right. Um, or I guess it would be physical if there's adrenaline involved, which there is. I imagine. Um, uh, it would be tough for a police officer to give up a chase on their own, I think. Sure. Um, so I could see where, you know, they may push it a little further than than what they should have, um, you know, logically at that point. But mm-hmm. um, that's an interesting law. I, didn't, I had never heard of that. What's it called again? Chris, Christie's uh, Law? Christie's Law. Now, this, again, uh, to my knowledge, this has not been passed. Uh, Governor Schwarzenegger signed uh, some legislation that has a, a similar effect, mm-hmm. but this this effect... I don't think this specific law has gone into full force. And one of the reasons it hasn't is because that kind of stuff is, is very difficult to determine. You know, we've, we've heard before about the fog of war, you know, uh, where politicians or generals uh, say that it's difficult to communicate clearly and have a lot of the information you need in, in these kind of situations. And a police chase in a lot of a lot of ways suffers from the same kind of fog, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, they... Um, uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know if they can. They really can't uh, watch CNN and see what's going on out there. They're they're right. relying on the radio. Um, you know what's what's happening. Communication between the vehicles involved, mm-hmm. dispatch, and uh, whoever else might be called in to kind of, um, I guess, um, direct that chase. You know, right. so if there's a commanding officer who's called into the dispatch area to, uh, I don't know exactly how that would work, Ben, but um, yeah. you know they may may be called in to um, really direct what's happening out there on on mm-hmm. the uh, on the roads. Okay, so we've talked about the law enforcement involved, uh, some of the legislation, and we've talked about the violators of this. Uh, One thing we haven't really talked about, and I think we could use your advice on, what should innocent bystanders do during a car crash? And, And before you answer that... Car chase. Oh, yeah, car chase. Yeah. The two are related. Yeah, sure. But I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, that's right. Um, But before we go to that question, uh, I, I have to ask you, weren't you a witness to a, a couple of chases? I, I've seen two, and I, I just made a note here. You may have seen me. I just remembered a third, but it was different situation, I'll tell you. I, I've actually been – I've witnessed two uh, police chases. One was wow. in the late 80s in Traverse City um, during the Cherry Festival. It was, da- it was nighttime, dangerous. Car came sliding through the intersection sideways and then just off into the darkness and – Seconds later, a police officer, you know, came tearing around the same corner again and followed them into the darkness. Never, you know, never had any idea what happened at that, you know, in that case. Were you a pedestrian? I was. Yeah, I was on the corner. I was on the street corner, um, and with a lot of other people. Wow. Um, dangerous. Yeah. You, know, you could see where something could go terribly wrong there. Sure. Um, and the next one was in um, in Troy, Michigan, and it's probably in the mid to late 1990s. And uh, this one, I kind of got the extended play version on this one because i was out for lunch i think and mm-hmm. um in a parking lot cars tore through the parking lot super fast police car car being pursued and they went back out onto the main street and i thought holy cow that's over you know they they yeah. jumped a um you know the parking barriers jumped that the curb out back on or back on the street down the road they came back they must have been cut off by another officer i don't mm-hmm. know exactly what happened because this is a long way down the road they came back while I was still in the parking lot, and uh, ended up in the, you know, the front, um, I guess it'd be the front lawn of a business that was in the area, and there was a low wall, maybe a three foot or four foot um, mm-hmm. brick wall, and they went right through that wall, 
uh, just blasted right through it. The uh, the the carbine pursued, um, you know, tore a huge hole in it, destroyed. The car was really beat up at that point, and they continued wow. to run just in a few circles here and there. And they eventually pinned him in and caught him right there in front of me, and they you know drug him out and threw him on the ground. There were two people in the car, um, but it was, it was pretty rough because they were you know of course the officers are all pumped up on adrenaline, they're they're fired up, ready to get the person out, and uh, they were pretty rough, but understandably so. I mean, this was a it was a big deal. But the whole thing, if I if I had to guess, I would say that I witnessed it for probably a minute, but it felt a lot longer. Sure, it seemed like there was a lot going on. There were a lot of police officers around. And just the activity, and you're just trying to stay away. So um, that's the thing. Like you, you don't know where they're going to go. It's very unpredictable. Uh-huh. But if you see if you see a car flying past you on the on the freeway, um, you know, hundred miles an hour, or whatever, take a take a glance in your rearview mirror to see if anybody's following them. If there's a police officer right behind them, because that may and don't make any abrupt moves. Don't try to swerve out of the way or anything, because they may be trying to go around you that direction. Yeah. Um, I guess maintain where you're going. You can you can slow down a bit if that makes you feel better. Sure. Uh, but really, they'll see you as a as a as an obstacle to get around at that point. So mm-hmm. uh, if you make an abrupt move, suddenly everything's changed for them, and they they may not know where to go. So uh, in that in that case, stay where you are. If you have time to get over and you can do so, you know, with a lot of room, go ahead and do that. If you're a pedestrian, um, boy, I don't know. Um, Try to find the shelter. I really, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't mean to laugh about it, but right. y- you do need to get out of the way quick. And then also, I think we we mentioned this when we were, we were talking about this idea earlier. Uh, probably a good idea to find a different route, mm-hmm. right? If you if you're if you're heading one way and then they're coming up from behind you, yes, and continuing the direction you were to point it toward. Yeah, because more vehicles are going to be joining that chase, and uh, you know things are going to be. There's going to be problems ahead. I'll tell you that. So yeah. um, find a different route. Just get out of the way and uh, and consider yourself lucky that you weren't involved. Because yeah. um, you know a lot of times you'll see on these you know, these videos, these chase videos, that you know cars get sideswiped and other mm-hmm. ca- other vehicles. Here's another danger that you may not think of. Other vehicles are watching what's going on. They're not watching. They're not paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. You may be hit by another vehicle. You could be rear-ended pretty just, easily. Just anybody that's you know just not paying attention. Yeah. Um, another motorist not involved in the in the mm-hmm. crash. Um, or rather in the, in the chase. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do. Just be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're crossing, this, this is the unfortunate part, if you're crossing an intersection and you're one of the unlucky ones that, you know, is struck by someone going 100 miles an hour where they should be stopped, mm-hmm. um, that's just that's bad news for everybody. Yeah. And, and also, uh, if you're one of these people were injured by a third party or you, you received damage to your vehicle during a police chase, um, the laws vary um, as far as the immunity granted to police officers or granted to law enforcement. We should say granted to law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. um, because, of course, the police officers themselves are just doing their jobs. Yeah, so. that's right. And like you said, it, it varies from state mm-hmm. to state and municipality to municipality. Mm-hmm. Um, so just check into the laws. Yeah, so there you have it, uh, Scott and Ben's one-step guide to police chases. <laughs> that was, I don't, don't know if that was do one it. step. That was, uh, that was a lot of steps. Well, we, a... we just explained that step in detail. Yeah, sure. We said, here's how we came to uh, the conclusion. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, you, you know, you're right. That was a, it was a lengthy discussion, but, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think, you know, well-deserved on this topic because, uh, you know, it's something that you could just inadvertently witness. Uh, I did mm-hmm. twice. Um, I was thinking of the third one I saw. I saw a motorcycle that was just flying in between – 
rows of traffic and wow. much later a police officer was coming down the road so he was well ahead of the police officer um, in that chase but um, you know if you if you just inadvertently stumble across something like this mm-hmm. just keep your head about you you know be aware of what's going on around you and uh, just be safe all right so I guess that's all we have for today thanks so much for tuning in uh, if you have any ideas for a topic you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.